Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Welcome to Real Life Church. We are so excited to worship with you this morning. So whether you're with us in person here at Kentucky Trail or joining us online, go ahead and stand to your feet as we press in to worship together today. God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please again. I need you. Oh. Grace, God, I need it every day. Is 
grateful for God's forgiveness this morning and the grace that he has put in our lives. I know I am because it's he alone who is worthy of our worship. So let's lift him up this morning. Rumors of the Son of Man Stories of the Savior Holiness with human hands Treasure for the traitor No
God, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He came out of that grave for us. We're going to sing about this this morning. Let this be your anthem as we sing. Oh, shame is a prison as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber and he's come to take my name. Love is my redeemer.
church who's ready to run out of that grave this morning that's right man get pumped up get fired up God's gonna do something amazing in his house today and I want to share something with you really quick from the book of Romans it's gonna be up here on the screen and it's found in Romans chapter 8 and it says this and Christ lives within you so even though your body will die because of sin the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Get fired up, Real Life Church. That's God's truth right there. Amen. You know, I just believe God's going to do some incredible things this morning. I believe that when we leave here today, that marriages, some of them will just be healed. Some will be just reignited with purpose today. I believe that God is going to bring forgiveness to people who've been running 
And I believe that God's gonna bring clarity to people who've been seeking him. But overall that, I believe that lives will be changed today. Are you ready for that, Real Life Church? Are you ready for some life change? Man, it's gonna be a great Sunday today and we are just honored to have you here. Hey, I wanna say a special welcome to personally one of my favorite groups of people. They're called Real Life Church Online. And you may not know this, but Real Life Church Online isn't just our folks that are streaming this live, that are hearing me right now and worshiping with us right now, but they interact in all sorts of ways. You know there's a podcast that you can find of our message that drops every week on your favorite podcast app. There's YouTube clips that our awesome digital team uploads each and every week. And of course, our awesome friends that are joining us right here online. So everybody here at KT in the room, can we give it up big for Real Life Church Online? Let them hear you. Yes, we love you, we support you, we worship with you. We're honored to have you here. Hey, everybody in the room though, we are just equally as excited that you are spending part of your weekend here with us. It is our honor to worship with you. Will you find someone around you? Will you just greet someone, make someone feel welcome in whatever way you feel comfortable, and then go ahead and have a seat as we just keep rocking and rolling here at Real Life Church. You know, like it says up on the screen, we believe your story has significance. I believe that God has you here on purpose and for purpose and maybe specifically to anybody online or in the room that's brand new today. We are just honored to have you as our very special guest. I wanna invite you, if you've never done this before, to check out, uh, by texting, check us out, RL New to 97,000. So let me say that in a way that wasn't jumbled. Get your phone out and text RL New to 97,000. And when you do that, a member of our connection team would just be honored to reach out to you this week completely digitally. We wanna get to know you. We just want to find out more about you, your family, more about your story. We wanna answer those questions that you might have about Real Life Church. We wanna see how can we be praying for you this week. Real Life Church Online, there's a link, if you're following us live right now, there's a link in the uh, in the chat there you could click on that does the same thing. We'd just be honored to get to know you this week. And if you're brand new in the room, please don't leave here without stopping by our new here booth. We do have a small gift for you, just our way of saying thank you for being here with us today. I wanna leave you with some encouragement too if you're brand new. We're actually starting a brand new series today and what better time to be brand new, first week of a brand new message series. I just wanna give you that gentle encouragement. What would happen if you gave God the next two or three weeks to just make, make this a new routine in your life? You know, just, just dive in, just sort of see what God has for you here at Real Life Church. It would be our honor to just worship with you and get to know you a little bit more. So that, that's my gentle nudge right there. You know, Real Life Church is a church on a mission, and it really does go far beyond what we're doing right now. Now, don't get me wrong, this is a highlight of the week to celebrate with you, to worship with you, just to get to know people, but our mission really goes beyond what you see here on a Sunday morning. It's that, that overall drive to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And I believe that every chair in here is connected to a name. It's connected to somebody that you know in your life that's looking for a new church home, looking to get connected, wanting to know who God is and what the Bible has to say about him and his grace and his forgiveness. And I, I just tell you what, guys, it is so powerful 
what a simple invite can do. And that is the easiest way that you can be on mission with us at Real Life Church. Some of you are already doing that. That's incredible. And some of you have been with us for a while, man. Praise God. That is awesome. And you're just looking to take that next step to just sort of sort of just dive in, you know, feet first into getting on mission with Real Life Church. Maybe that's through the dream team. Maybe that's you taking the plunge on a life group this season. Uh, whatever that is, I just my prayer is that you will pray about that, that you will pray about where God wants you uh, in terms of being on mission with us at Real Life Church. We'd, we'd be lucky to have you. We'd be honored to have you. And so I just pray that you'll pray about that this week. Well, I said it before, uh, we got a brand new message starting this week. Uh, I don't know about you guys, I'm pretty excited, you know, Sean's going to bring the heat. And, uh, and we know that you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Some of us are maybe cringing or curling up a little bit. Some of us are ready to go, you know. Some of the guys out there that have the 12-foot the stuffed teddy bear ready to be sent to your special lady's office tomorrow. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? She might like it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But one thing I do know is this. It's so easy to get caught up on holidays like this and, and to really just put out that best picture of a relationship on social media. It's so easy to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we all know what's way more important is what's behind the scenes. What's that firm foundation of your relationship? The stuff that maybe we're not always quick to hit post on. Well, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're dating someone, whether you're somewhere in between, it is so important to just find out what it takes, what God really expects out of us in our relationships and how to lay that firm foundation. So I invite you to get your version app open and follow along as we start a brand new series called Not Easily Broken. You know, guys, back in the day, they called him Snoop Doggy Sean, but we know and love him as Pastor Sean Petrie. Will you make him feel welcome? He's got a word for us. Come on. <laughs> I never know how Drew's going to introduce me. Pastor P. Diddy Combs. Come on, somebody. I'll be at the halftime show tonight as well, so you can go check me out. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love you guys. I'm excited you guys are in the house today. And, uh, man, there's like some love in the air. I can kind of feel some real-life love today. A couple people. <laughs> Drew's ready. Yeah, something about Valentine's Day coming up or something crazy. I'll tell you guys, it's not too late. Come on to get some gifts, get some flowers. Not too late. I heard there might be some reservations open tonight around 5.30 to 8 o'clock. Come on. That's how you know you really love her. I will not be watching the game. I'm still a little bitter. I'm, I'm getting better. That's what I meant to say. Um, but there's some reservations open. It's not too late to get your Spotify playlist put together, you know, a little romantic list, a little usher. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on. No, that's not the crowd. Cool. No usher. That's good. I'm not going to ask what you listen to. That's great. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I was going to uh, have a different kind of Sunday today. Uh, it was going to be football Sunday. Uh, we cut that. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that. That's all right. Uh, but I'm excited to launch a new series and just kind of lead us for the next few weeks and uh, really dive into something that's super, super important, super practical. Uh, really, it's all about relationships, and obviously you can see on the screen, not easily broken. Uh, just really God-fearing, just Christ-centered relationships. Matter of fact, I think it's so important if you go back and relaunch a church, you just call it Relationship Church, Marriage Church. You could almost preach on marriage literally every single Sunday of the year because where there's people, 
there's problems, right? We go into a relationship and we, we carry baggage, we carry skeletons in the closet, we carry insecurities and fears and doubts. And when you get married, they all go away. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, you almost get exploited, right? And you start, you start seeing yourself in somebody else and you start seeing your weaknesses. And it's like, what is it like to put Christ at the center of our relationships? And so often we want to put ourselves there or we put success, but the reality is we want Jesus in the center of it. And so what I want to do is kind of dive into a verse that's going to be the foundation of the series. It's found in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 says this the Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone we got to change something it's not good that man is by himself and I'll make a helper for it's just right for him so Lord God calls the man to fall in the deep sleep and while the man slept the Lord God took out of the man's ribs and closed up the opening the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to man I, I love the first thing that the man says Adam says he says at last come on somebody whoa man right come on old preacher joke come on I'm gonna keep there you go. Bring it, baby. Well, man, it just, we're pulling that. That's been a thousand-year-old joke. We're going to keep doing it, right? Man, the man said, at last, man, he named all the animals, right? He's like, the giraffe was really cool. Man, the porcupine, that was kind of weird. I'm not sure about the anteater. Mm, cats. Mm. But woman, come on, somebody. Go God, right? Hey, all the ladies in the house, two times say amen. Come on, ladies. Yeah, they don't, they're not excited about that at all. God, trade me, whatever. All the guys said. <laughs> I love you, Drew. <laughs> One day I'm going to introduce you, and I'm going to give you the craziest introduction ever known to man, I'm telling you. This, it says this, and this one is from bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she'll be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why man leaves his father and mother is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. And there's so much in this idea of oneness. There's like this dance that happens, and we're going to pack this over the next five weeks. There's so much that goes in this relationship. But I want to start out with just this idea of what love looks like. Uh, well, there's so many misconceptions of love, like just goosebumps and these feelings, just this moment of time that's absolutely perfect. It's kind of like the graphic on the screen. I mean, look at these. I mean, the perfect lighting, come on, right? And the perfect height. I mean, I don't know. They got it right there. I mean, look at the perfect dress. I mean, his, his shirt is like skin tight, right? He's got his pecs, you know, and you know, look, eyes, you can tell they're just in love, man. This is it. This is the moment. And I don't know about you, this happens to me all the time. I mean, every day, just boom, just catch me any moment whatsoever. I'm sure there's no editing or pre-planning at all. There's probably no photographer, or extra lights, or Photoshop, or, or Canva, or anything involved, no filters. It's probably nothing. Probably waiting for sale. It probably just magically happened every single day. Um, this is how love looks like. This is like a normal picture, right? So throw this up. This, this is me and, me and my babe right there. Uh, we're at the beach. I, I, mean, I don't even know. Um, we're not that cool. I got little yellow teeth. That's cool. And big screen like that. Uh, got dad bod. That's why it's kind of a headshot. And uh, if you look in the corner really closely, there's some dude photoshopping my picture or a photo by my picture, right? And he's got some pecs. He's out there surfing, just shredding the gnar. I mean, this is real life, right? It's like there's a really buff guy in the picture, and it's not me. Come on, right? I mean, this is how it really works. This is love, right? I almost want to picture, put a picture up in my minivan just full of trash and craziness. I'm like, this is what it looks like, right? Um, that was for you, Carrie. Come on. <laughs> I've been in your van, I know. Uh, it's all good. I love you. <laughs> She's, I'm going to hear that forever now, I'm sure. All right, so here's another picture. Here's what love looks like, getting out in the cold at a Chiefs Super Bowl parade. And um, that's as much as we can show that. So go ahead and go on something else. Uh, it's too soon, too soon. Um, we should have been there. I'm going to stop, all right? <laughs> but if you ever walk into our church, you're like, man, i got to have what Sean and Diane have, right? Like, just like some reason. I don't know why. You're like, man, I, I, want, I want their relationship. Like, I want what they have. And here, I'm just going to tell you what our relationship's all about, okay? And I'll, 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 we'll do, like, good, bad, ugly. Can we do that? All right? So I'll just tell you to start out, man, our relationship is God-ordained. 
Like, God brought us together. Matter of fact, in 2003, uh, we weren't dating. We were friends, hanging out. We went to a youth camp together. And God spoke a word into my heart at the same exact moment he spoke a word into Diane's heart to surrender our lives to him. I'll never forget the exact sentence from this exact speaker. And we had no idea this happened. And we had this moment in our life where we're like, hey, we're 18 or 19. Uh, what are we going to do with life? He said, we're surrendered to you, God. Whatever you want, we're going to follow you. We're going we're to go on a path for you. It's not about me. It's about money. It's not about my name. It's all about you, Jesus. She had the same experience. We didn't know this for years and years and years later, that God had ordained our relationship. Like literally the exact moment in time he called us both. And I want to encourage you that God is always speaking to you together in a relationship. Ours is a little different, you know. But when you're married, God is going to lead you. God's going to lead your spouse. They're going to speak to you, call you to united as one. So our relationship's got ordained. And, uh, man, I love my wife. <laughs> I don't know about you. Some people don't. But I love my wife. She's my best friend. And I leave the house and literally go on the phone, hey, what's up, babe? <laughs> you know, I just can't go without talking to her. We talk about everything, ministry, dreams, relationship. I mean, whole nine yards. It's usually the kids. Come on, you get one date night and just talk about the kids the entire time. It's kind of how it rolls. I call her my muse uh, because I always throw all ideas at her and then she'll just say something and God just changes everything. And I mean, I, I, I'm not kidding. If, if, if we were together, God forbid something happened, Diane, the messages would be terrible. Come on, somebody. You know, she's my muse. She's the creative brain. She's got all this stuff and, and just lean into her. And uh, it's, just, it's just such a blessing in our relationship. Like, we're united together. We love serving together. Uh, we love going to life group together. It's so difficult when I lead a men's group. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, I miss it. Like, we love going together, serving together, riding together to the church. I mean, we like to walk, and be walkers in the house. Come on, like old people, we're like walking. Right? Uh, we go on hikes all the time, all the stuff, and just spend time together. Now, before you gag yourself and roll your eyes and uh, this Hallmark affair, come on, this love affair we got going here. Um, you know, I would say our marriage is a journey and not a destination. Come on, somebody. We have not arrived, right? Uh, don't, cut, don't look at us. Look at the perfect marriage. That was not true. Um, matter of fact, we're still praying for Diane, or God to work on Diane quite a bit. And uh, I'm just kidding. Come on. It's super sarcastic. That was super sarcastic. Do not quote me on that whatsoever. It would be the complete opposite. Diane's not perfect, but I am far from perfect. Come on, somebody. Um, I knew somebody was going to say amen. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Got my staff saying amen. This is not good. Oh, man, you're in trouble. Mark that down. Duly noted. Oh, man. Y'all need to get me off base. I don't know where I was going to go with this whole thing. So I got to look at my notes. Where was I at? It's crazy. Oh, we're complete opposites. That's right. We are complete opposites. Uh, Diane is like the elusive unicorn, right? Like the only difference between her and a real unicorn is that she's been spotted and I caught her. Come on, somebody. I mean, literally, she's like super creative mind, like music, language. I mean, she does all this stuff. I'm like, dude, that's not me. Um, she's she's collapsing when it comes to, I'm more like a, um, I don't know, a little more harsh. Come on, outspoken. Like if I see a problem, I'm boom, I address it. Diane can withdraw. Like we're complete opposites. We have miscommunications all the time. Uh, we, we, uh, we fight about something and we realize we're both right. It happens all the time. It happened this morning when we got here. I was like, we're both right again. There it is. I mean, here's the illustration. What's one plus two? Come on, somebody. What's one plus two? It's three, right? Uh, no, no, it, it's actually, it's got to be a prime number. It can't be three. It's got to be a prime number. I'm like, no, it, it's three. No, it, it's a prime number. It's like three is a prime number. We're both right again. Come on, somebody, right? It's just so weird. Like, that's how crazy communication can happen. It'd be a painful miscommunication. It's like, dude, we've been saying this for years. We're on the wrong page. What? Uh, we have hurt feelings. We have intense conversations. Come on, that's preacher language for fights. Come on, she's always fighting. I'm just kidding. Uh, we fought about the house. Come on. We thought about how to keep the house. Uh, her piles and my systems, you know, that's going to work out real well, right? Actually does a great job. Um, man, she drives like a grandma. Come on. So she puts that seat all the way up. 
You know what I'm talking about? It's like, boom, the airbag could kill you. It's right there. I'm telling you, right there. She drives slow, and she hits stationary objects. I'm telling you. And she told me, I told her so today, she said, uh, I don't have a problem with driving. I have a problem with parking. And I told her, reminder that parking is a part of driving. You do it every time you go. Um, but I love you, babe. Um, but we find that everything. Uh, we, we fold the towels, and my folding isn't quite to par. Come on, somebody. It's not the system. I don't know. I don't know what the system is. I, I mess up all the time. What is it? Trifold. And I was quad folding the towels. It was unacceptable. All right? So if you want to get her enraged, just just quad fold the towels, you know. At least I fold the towels, so it's all good, right? Um, ooh, fighting from the stage. Uh, we fought over the temperature in the room. Is the fan on or off when you sleep? Uh, we fought over the temperature of the water in the shower. Come on, somebody. Uh, she likes it scolding hot right before your skin melts off, just like a fire coming out of the, the spigot kind of thing, just right, which I think it's her way just keeping me away. Come on, somebody. <laughs> just whatever it takes. I'll stop. Man, we fought about everything at least once or twice this week. Come on, right? All time, right? And so I hope you're standing and looking at us you're like, I want that. I just want you to know what you're getting into when you talk about relationships. And, you know, most times talk about marriage, relationships, and what we talk about, I, and you see all the time, is, is really just the pain of the relationship. Oftentimes people's talking about somebody or they're talking about how they're struggling or they're separating and, 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 and it's hard and there's insecurity and there's fear and there's, there's this uh, unforgiveness and, and bitterness and selfishness. And it's like anything but unity, right? It's like two people who like coexist and they're fighting over something. They never had this real foundation. And so today I really want to encourage you, just challenge you with this, to set a goal, to make your relationships Christ-centered. To change up how you see your relationship it is so significant to move into a Christ-centered relationship that is not easily broken. Matter of fact, it seems like a lot of relationships are just, boom, just over, easily broken. But when Christ is the center of your relationship, it changes everything. It's not some little trite thing we're going to talk about today. This is the essence. This is the foundation of your marriage and relationships you walk into. I'll start with this. Uh, just because you're a Christian does not mean your relationships are Christ-centered. Just because you go to church just because you read your Bible, because you pray, uh, because you've always gone to church, just because you serve on staff, Christy. Um, <laughs> I knew I'd keep that for something, right? Um, I can't say that next gathering. They're going to freak out on me and make it funny, right? Uh, but just because you're the pastor, just because you've been to church for years and years and years does not mean that your relationships are Christ-centered. You have to work at having a Christ-centered relationship. Matter of fact, everything wants to pull you away from having a Christ-centered relationship. So start with this. Your life is centered around something. Your marriage relationship is centered around someone or something. Whether you're single, whether you're married, you're centered around something. And oftentimes, there's three things to center around. It's yourself, right? Number one, it's all about me. Hey, if you meet my needs, I'll be able to meet your needs, right? As long as I'm happy, as long as I get what I want. As long as it's fun for me. My dad has a fun saying. It's, it's super sarcastic, but it's so true. He always says, as soon as you learn it's all about me, the better we're going to get along. <laughs> and it's so true, right? It's like we don't say it that way, but it is the truth. Uh, it can be centered around the kids. It's so easy. The kids are so busy. They're so crazy. Pray for those little sinners. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> just telling you, right? They're crazy. You're like, what just happened? And it, it, you're exhausted. You have, like, no time for your spouse, right? And you can center around your kids, and you run around, run around. And then one day they get older. They're 16, 17, 18, 19, whatever. And they, they leave home and in the workforce, college, whatever. And you're like, look over in bed and you're like, who are you, right? And you see it all the time as a pastor. You see these marriages are built on their kids. And then they, they grow up and it's like, I don't even know my spouse. They stopped pursuing their spouse. Can I just tell you there's a big difference between a marriage and a family? An astronomical difference. They're not even the same thing. 
Matter of fact, when God puts you together as one, you're together, and there's that picture of love and forgiveness and, and hope and, and this, this relationship of like love and respect and honor and submission and this picture of Christ in the church and this relationship that's going to grow together, and then there's the family, amen? And it, it's just different. And so if you build your life on your kids, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure here because uh, all of you, or say most all of you, God willing, you live long enough, uh, we will have more time with our spouse after our kids leave home than we had before we had our kids leave home. Isn't that crazy to think about? We never think about that though, right? Like I should survive this next week, to survive the day. But the reality is you're going to have years and years and decades after those kids leave home. So you have to invest into your spouse, but it's so easy to neglect it. The last thing people invest in is really just money, stuff, everything the world offers. And there's a lot of workaholics out there, I may be preaching myself, they're anything but home. They're always running, no matter what. They're too busy, and when they're home, they're always working. They're never with their spouse. They're never pouring into, the, into each other, and so they want to look good on the outside and get everything figured out, but on the inside at home, there's nothing being developed. And so Christ-centered relationship simply means that you're not putting your life or building life on someone else or something. You're building on the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the rock, amen, the solid ground, the cornerstone, the faithful Jesus Christ himself, Amen. That, that's the center. That is the, the central piece, the foundation of your relationship. And the reality is this big myth that um, I just got to find the one, you know. Give me the goosebumps. It's got to be this perfect moment. It's got to feel good all the time. And the reality is you already have the one, amen. And his name is Jesus. And uh, Jesus completes you. Jesus is everything you need to be satisfied. We pursue him. But often we're looking for somebody else to fill the holes in our life. Look for somebody else to, to make us better and to, to build us up and need to be needed and need to be known. Those are all great things, but it's all about putting Jesus in that spot, that all of your affection, all of your heart is with Jesus. I will say that one is a whole number. Come on, somebody. Single and not ready to mingle, right? One is a whole number. You don't, you don't need somebody else. You have Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus had a pretty good run at it, I thought. With not being married himself, he had a pretty good run at it. And so today would be really cool if you guys left here and said, you know what, I bet my number two. Come on, somebody, right? Like, I don't need somebody to complete me. I don't need somebody to fill my life, but I have Jesus, but I've met my number two. I met the person I want to spend my life with, and we're going to follow Jesus together. Matter of fact, in Matthew 22, it says this, teacher is talking to Jesus, Who's the, what is the, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. Everything on Jesus. Don't, don't, don't make the mistake of adding Jesus to your marriage. Some of you guys just came to Christ recently and started coming to our church, and I know your marriage is a little sideways, right? Uh, maybe you've been coming for a long time, and your, your marriage is not exactly where you want it to be. And we can make the mistake of just adding church or adding Jesus to our life. We're like, hey, I go to church on Sunday. I got my Jesus fix, and I, I play sports, and I go to school, and I go to work, and I just add Jesus once a week, or I read my Bible every now and then. And that's a huge mistake. Matter of fact, it's supposed to be the complete opposite, that you have Jesus and you add in a marriage, amen? And you have Jesus and you add in a family. And you have Jesus and you add in the work and you add in your drive and you add in your kids and you add in your sports and you add in your, your conversation, your locker. You, you add in everything around Jesus. Everything's on the foundation is Jesus. It's always only Jesus, amen? I know I'm preaching to somebody out there. <laughs> always only Jesus. And we get it all backwards. Like, we just like, oh, I'll get spiritually fed on Sunday and then I'll do my thing. And that is a huge, huge mistake that Jesus has to be the center of everything in your life. Not just an add one. There's no plus one with Jesus. You plus one everything with Jesus on top of Jesus. And so why does this matter so much? Because whatever you send your life on, it's going to come out in everything else. What you value will determine what you send your life on. How you behave, what you correct, the culture of your family 
be totally different of what you center your life on, your impact and your influence. And so if you want to look at the difference you're going to make in the future, just look at yourself and say, what am I centering my marriage on? What am I centering my life on today? What, what is that thing for you? And the reality is if your marriage, like so many people, is built on yourself and your ability and, and having your way and being happy, the reality is you'll have a very limited impact in the difference you're going to make for the cause of Christ and really in the world. Be very limited because it's all about you, and it's not about serving people and about following God because there's an endurance that happens in life. If it's sooner than your kids, your marriage is not going to be exactly where it should be. Matter of fact, it's going to be really fun for your kids for a season, and then you're going to look at each other and go, what is going on? You're going to be missing God's purpose for you. God's calling you together. Matter of fact, if you launch the church and not believe in anything, God's going to speak to the husband and the wife. God's going to call you together to do something great. And if you're not pursuing God together, you're not going to know where God's calling you. We don't live independent lives and coexist, amen? We don't, we, don't, we don't live different directions and we just get to hang out and be friends. Like we're on mission together. We are one together for the cause of Christ. That like God has shaped us into an arrow and he's shooting us into the culture. And so he's speaking to both of you. Do you have those conversations? Come on, men. Come on. We're called to be spiritual leaders of the home. We're called to have these conversations and lead the way. Not that women can't do it, but God bless you men. We're called to do this. We're called to lead the way spiritually in the home. We're supposed to be Christ-centered. We're going to follow God every step of the way, that we're going to lead our family in prayer, and that we're going to see what God is going to do through us. And we look back at our life and say, only God could have made this family. Some of you guys are going to make a 180 with your family trajectory. Some of you guys are going to say, I don't like the direction this is going. For some of you, it's a generational change. Some of you grew up in a home you'd never want to repeat. Some of you guys grew up in a family that had a lot of great stuff, but had some big, glaring issues. And the difference it's going to make between now and when you have your kids or with your family is it being Christ-centered. Amen. It's going to change culturally a generation because you put your relationships on Christ. i got a word for you. If you're not married, if you're single and you're just kind of waiting season and you don't know if you want to be married, maybe you want to be or not, can I just encourage you two words? Don't wait to send your life on Jesus. When you're 18 years old, don't wait to get serving in church. Like, don't wait to get in the Bible. Don't wait to pray. Hey, don't, don't wait to break those addictions in your life that are happening. Don't wait to have kids to come back to church. Amen. Don't, don't wait to break the, the cycle of maybe pornography or insecurity. Don't wait to work on yourself and be the person God has called you to be. Don't wait to start giving of yourself. Don't wait to answer the call of God if he's calling you to maybe go overseas or, or do something big or relocate. Whatever it is, don't wait to follow God because you're waiting on somebody else. Amen? I mean, Diane made that clear to me. <laughs> she told me one time, she's, I'm in Chicago. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna get, we're going to get married, right? But I love that about Diane. She, she definitely didn't need me, amen? She needed Jesus, and I was like, I need that. She has a relationship with God. We're going to talk about that later. Christy, I love your laugh. I can still hear you out there, right? But deal with it. Don't wait until it's over. So how do we do this? How do we have a life centered on Jesus? And I want to encourage you. There's a lot of things you can do, and I think you should do these things. You can read your Bible. You can go to church. You can give. You can go to counseling. You can read the book Love and Respect. Um, you can do all these things, and maybe you should do those things. There's nothing wrong with those things, but I want to give you a keystone habit today, something super practical, how to uh, get your relationship right in your family. And I believe this is so significant but so simple, and it's probably the most underrated thing we most of us probably don't do, and it's praying together with your spouse, praying together with your significant other. It's praying with somebody. And I'm, I'm not talking about anything crazy here. I'm talking about a short, simple prayer. Now, some of you look at me like this. <laughs> right? Like praying, like out loud, <laughs> like what? Like I don't pray together. I've never done that. That's so weird. I've never joined hands with my spouse and, and prayed. 
I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, that's a private thing. I don't do that. Can I encourage you today that as awkward as this conversation is going to turn in this moment, that you can pray together. I promise you, if you are a Jesus follower and your spouse is a Jesus follower and the relationship with Jesus follower, you can pray together. Matter of fact, uh, probably most of you, I know there's some that don't. Don't ask me how I know some of this, all right? Uh, most of you probably have been in the same room when somebody else went to the bathroom, Amen. Come on, you're married. Uh, you've had babies together. Come on, somebody. Can I encourage you? You can pray together, amen? You can do it. Relationships are awkward. They get weird, but you can make it weird for Jesus. You can pray together. Now, some of you are like, I do this all the time, so you got this down. But most of us, I would say, man, we got to work on this. In a big way, we got to spend some time praying for each other. I know this, that Satan will do everything he can to keep you from praying. Satan will do everything he can to keep you on a separate page to keep the door locked to God's power in your marriage, to keep the door locked on the freedom of just peace at home. He'll keep the doors locked on God's plan for your relationship together. He'll do everything he can to keep you from praying together. He'll keep an opposite sides of the bed. Come on, somebody. He'll, he'll, he'll keep you anywhere and everywhere but on your knees for God. He'll keep you, he'll keep you out of the race. He'll, he'll just pull you apart. Who put you together? God put you together. God puts you in this space, in this race on purpose, but Satan wants to distract you from the things he has from you. He'll distract you from true intimacy. He'll distract you from the spirit of God in your relationship. And you can do a lot of manpower in your relationship, and it's exhausting, isn't it? You can fight on your own means, your own ways, but the reality is when God's in the center of it, it's all different. Everything changes for you. You know, it's hard to be mad at somebody. It's hard to hate somebody you're praying for. This Bible says pray for your enemy. I'm not saying your spouse is your enemy, but at times I, I think we may treat your spouse worse than anybody in the world, right? And, and the Bible says pray for your enemy. You know why? Because you can't hate somebody you're praying for. It's absolutely impossible to believe that God can use somebody's life and change somebody's life and be praying for them and actually hate them. It's absolutely impossible. And so you pray as a family. You see the worst side of everybody and the best side of everybody. And you think the rest of the world has everybody fooled. Nobody's fooled. We just know better, right? But, but the reality is we call to pray for each other. You know, if you get in a big fight and you pray with somebody, it's hard to start, stay mad, isn't it? It's, it's hard to stay mad with somebody. If you're in a, an addiction, if you're in a, a season of doubt or a season of discouragement, it's hard to stay there very long when you're praying, amen? It's just hard. If, if you isolate and you cut out and you walk away from God and you do your own thing and just do the work, go home, watch TV, whatever, blah, 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 and you don't put God in the center of relationship, I mean, you can go anywhere. Satan can kind of just puppet master that thing. Just bring you any direction. But when you put prayer in a sinning relationship, it changes everything. It empowers you. It emboldens you. It encourages you. It shapes everything. So I'll give you practically, how do you do this? Just three quick things. Very quick things, right? Number one is keep it short. Keep it consistent. Keep it simple. Keep it short. Keep that prayer super short. You don't have to do anything crazy with it. Just grab your spouse's hand. Just the relationship, grab the hand and say, we're going to pray. In maybe 15 seconds. 15 second prayer. God, just, I just want you to be the center of our relationship. God, just use us today. Amen. It could be that simple, that short. That, I'm not asking you to pray an hour. Come on, somebody. I'm not asking you to fill in the calendar. Don't put this on the calendar. Come on, right? We got an hour prayer slot today, you know? I'm not asking for that. Just a simple, short prayer is gonna change everything. Uh, keep it consistent. Like, pick something to pray before. Maybe you pray before a meal. I may pray before you go to work. You pray before you go to bed. You pray when you put the kids to bed. Uh, whatever it is, but keep it consistent. And if you miss one day, don't miss two days, amen? Just pick it back up. Be like, hey, I messed up. Let's, let's start. Let's do it again, you know? Whatever system, don't get discouraged for not doing it. Just get back in the race. Just go do it. Be consistent. Just pick a thing and do it every single day with your spouse. And then make it super simple. I mean, make it super simple. Don't, don't, don't make this religious. Don't make this over-spiritual. 
Don't act like you walk on, on, on a bed of roses. And, you know, don't, don't go overthink this, okay? I mean, we, we overthink prayer way too much. It's, it's so simple. It's like, be humble. Just be real. Just say what's on your heart. Just talk, just talk to your Heavenly Father. Just, 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 I don't have it all together. God, I just need you to show up in our marriage today. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm even doing today, God. But God, I know you can use our relationship, so just use it. And then you pray for your spouse and ask God to use her or him, whoever it is, and, and you see great things in them. And just, just put what's on your heart out to God. And all of a sudden, your relationship is going to be totally different. God, they're going to start seeing the side of you they haven't seen before in a long time because you've been so focused on the kids and so focused on work and so forth. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, this is the time we get to have together. Just keep it super simple. If you don't know what to pray, hey, guess what? On your U version, we gave you a sample prayer. Come on, somebody. <laughs> We're going to make it as easy as possible for you guys to join hands and say, man, I'm just going to pray together and see what God can do. And if you're not married, it's, it's really, really simpler. Just pray on your own. Get, get, get in the devotion. Get in the word of God. Let God speak to you. Just, just get in front of his word. Like, don't wait until you have somebody else in your life to, to come alongside you and bring all the baggage in. Get that stuff cut off your life. Let God speak to you. Be surrendered in that moment. Be willing to follow God on your own. That's how I knew I found my number two. Uh, when Diane, she's done so many Bethmore Bible studies. Come on, somebody. I mean, I know she loved Jesus, right? And uh, I could see her loving God, and I knew she loved God more than I loved God. Let's be real. Like, I love God, but I was like, man, she's pursuing God. And I know what? I'm going to tell you something. That was sexy, amen? It was sexy. Because you know what, that's going to outlast a lot of stuff. That's a, that's a place you can build a home on. That's somebody that's going to last. I said, man, I'm going to have that. That's going to be my number two. And I started pursuing her, right? And I'm not going to tell the stories, but, oh, man. But God brought us together. And I just knew that, that there was in that season. Like, I saw that happening. But she wasn't looking for somebody, trust me, right? And uh, I was just looking for God, and God just brought us together. Can I encourage you if you're single? Don't be trying to find somebody to fix your life. Like, just follow Jesus, and God's going to bring that relationship to you. God's going to bring that person in the right season. Well, I know I'm picking on Diane a little bit today, so you give her some love. Come on, give my wife some love. Let her know you love her. Come on. <laughs> I'm always picking on her, so she appreciates she picks on me. It's fun. Um, but there's so many challenges, like, in our own marriage. There's so, so many things that are unique to us or unique to you, and we breathe the same air. Our marriage is not perfect. Our life is not perfect. We have the same challenges every single day. You go through the same amount of time. Everything is basically the same. It's just there's a name from pastor from my name, which makes it weird. Um, but the reality is we're blessed in a lot of unique ways too. Uh, we have a unique staff. We have a large staff at our church that we get to pour into. Uh, all come with different challenges. Come on, somebody, especially Christy. I'll pick on you again. Um, but they all face challenges too. We get to talk to them and help them through. And uh, we get to pray for all you guys. Come on, right? And all the situations they walk through, just loving people and helping them. Uh, we get to pray for our own kids. We have, we have an adult kid, uh, Julia, 27. Come on, somebody. And uh, it's like, wow, we get a lot of prayer. Come on, somebody. Um, we got three little kids, lots of prayer. Uh, we pray at night. We talk about grace of God. We talk about sin. Come on. And um, so we pray for them all the time. Uh, we have life groups, obviously, and, and family, and, and so much family, and, and so much real hurt, so much pain, so much loss. Um, just everything you have in your life, we have in our life. And we just pray and pray and pray and pray and just ask God to do his will and to follow him and be an example. And uh, we could do that. I think sometimes we just underestimate how powerful prayer really is in our own lives. Like just truly just... If we did a little audit on prayer, we might be like, there's not much value in, the, in it because we don't do it. But the reality is it's probably the only thing that has the greatest value in your life above everything is to put God in the center. And the way you do that is through prayer. And I think sometimes we forget what that looks like. And there's a verse in the Bible, it's found in Ecclesiastes 4, and it says this. It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Two, they can stand back to back and conquer. They can defend for each other. It says three are even better for a triple braided cord is what is not 
Sounds familiar. It's not easily broken. Matter of fact, the Bible's so awesome that the, we still make cords like that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you buy a lot of rope, they're, they're always woven together, most ropes, right? I mean, almost every rope is woven together because it's stronger because one breaks, they, they pull, there's tensile strength, all those things. And the reality is, no matter how much you tie two of these together, uh, it's never gonna be as strong as tying three. Matter of fact, it's gonna be easily broken if you tie these two together. It's gonna take a little more than one, but it's not gonna be as good as the three. And uh, you know, I don't know about you, but there's this old saying that says, if you don't know how to tie a knot, tie a lot. Come on, somebody, right? You know, you know, just keep tying and hope something sticks, right? And a lot, a lot of times that's our marriages. We'll sit here and just tie our marriages over and over again. I gotta read a book, gotta get some self-help, gotta get some counseling. Nothing's wrong with these things, but they're not the thing. Just the two of you trying to figure it out, you're fighting it out, you're, you're getting advice, you're, you know, and then you pretend it's not an issue, then you come back, oh, it's weakened up, I need some help. And the reality is there's this other rope over here called Jesus, amen? And Jesus just says, just weave me into your life. Just put me in the knot. Because this knot's not gonna break, and if, if you fall apart and she falls apart, well, Jesus is still there, and Jesus ain't going nowhere, amen? It's the center of your relationship. And when it's built on him, it lasts. It lasts a lifetime. It lasts through all the fights and unforgiveness and, and kids and, and prodigal kids. We're going to do a whole series on prodigal next. I'm telling you, it's going to be on fire. I'm just telling the stories. It's, it's ridiculously crazy. But when Jesus is at the center, you can last through anything. And Jesus can change your relationship. Matter of fact, I think it's probably the missing ingredient in all relationships is more Jesus. And if Jesus is there, you don't get burned out because there's hope and there's encouragement in Jesus. It's so powerful. You know, and you think about praying and putting Jesus in your life, I think it's so significant to do this. So in our family, uh, Di and I, we pray before meals and we pray with our kids before they go to bed. And it's such a significant time and I just can't underestimate the value you have in those moments. And we were sitting there leaving last night. Uh, it was a crazy day. I mean, there was water everywhere, bedding everywhere, this and that. I was in the Hope Center most of the day. And it was just nuts. And I get home, Dine's like, have fun, you know. <laughs> cool, you know, prep this best out. Yeah, be quiet, you know, whatever. And uh, I get settled down. And we always do a routine with our kids. We, we read some books and, and, and they're in their beds, read books, put them, tuck them in, and we always pray together. Somebody prays or multiple people pray and always grab their hands or in bunk beds and you do this thing and, and Emory prays and you can't hardly hear, but you can hear, but you're like, what's that? That's so cool. And then Jack says, me and Jack last night, and I prayed, and I said, hey, buddy, I think it's time you pray. And uh, he sometimes kind of like, ah, you know, he, sometimes he prays, sometimes he doesn't. But last night he's like, how do I, how do I start off? And I was like, man, we've done this a million times, you know. I just say, dear God, Father God, Daddy, you know. And so he just settles in, and he, he just had the greatest prayer. I mean, it was so cool. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to tell Diane about it. But, I mean, he, he, he literally says, dear God, Thank you for my family. It was like so sincere. I mean, so real. Thank you for mommy. Thank you for daddy. Thank you for Levi. Thank you for Emery. Thank you for giving me eyes so I can see. I'm glad I prayed for that, right? Thank you for my shelf in my room. Come on, right? And he says, I love you, Jesus. Amen. It's probably a 15-second prayer like that. Best part of the day, amen? Best part of the day. And what the coolest part about that prayer for me is this that he knows more about God and is more in love with Jesus than I was when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Boys, five years old. Because somebody modeled it for him. Somebody showed him. Somebody stood there and was awkward and held hands and said things that everybody's like, what? And it was weird, but we modeled following Jesus, just talking to God. And now he does that on his own. And Emory does that. We get to change a legacy. I didn't have that kind of family growing up. I knew nothing about God until I was in high school and in Bible college. I had to figure things out, right? I'm not saying you have to go to Bible college, but that was the path God had for me. 
But the reality is he knows more about God than I knew when I walked in the door of Bible college. I mean, this on fire, just this little heartbeat. And you get to change that legacy for your spouse. Some of you guys, your marriage is anything but Jesus in the middle. I mean, you just started coming to Christ and some of you guys are new Christians and you haven't brought Jesus into your marriage and you've got to do that. And so I want to encourage you today, what would it be like if your marriage was a Christ-centered marriage? Like what would change about your marriage? What would change about your dynamic and your fights and uh, your forgiveness and uh, how you treat your kids and your time together and uh, your intimacy? Come on, somebody. What would change change about everything in your marriage? You put Jesus at the center. Can I encourage you guys to spend time praying today with your spouse? I'm going to give you a 21-day challenge. You guys ready for this? 21-day challenge. You're single. You can pray on your own. If you're married, you pray with your spouse for 21 days. You guys ready for this? 21 days. Who can do that? Come on, somebody. I can follow that. I can pray. I can do that. If your hands are up, I'm praying. We know to pray for. Come on, somebody. Um, but we can do this. 21 days. Let God shape your marriage. God put this together on purpose for you today. So let me pray for you guys. Father, come before you. God, I pray for every single marriage. God, every single person in the room. God, just pray that we pursue you, that we be centered on you. It wouldn't be about us. It wouldn't be about our inability or our ability. It's all about your ability. What you did for us. God, help us to get out of the way. God, help us to humble ourselves. And we pray. Just pray with an open heart. God, that all of our affections on you, God, all of our heart, all of our soul and mind, we're following you, God, that a quarter of three is not easily broken. I pray our marriages will be strong, to be fit together. God, pray shape us from the inside out. God, pray for every person that said, God's called me to pray to you with my spouse. I pray to be faithful this year to make this a keystone habit. God, I pray to look back and say, you know, there's something that made a difference in my life. I started praying together. I started pursuing God together. I didn't show up to church and went home with someone different. No, I was who God called me to be. I was a man of God, I was a woman of God in my life. You know, today I want to pray for somebody else as well. And that's somebody to say, you know what, I need Jesus in my life. I know you're talking about marriage and talking about relationships, but I realize I don't have a relationship with God. I realize I can't put this Jesus into my marriage, into my life, because I don't have a relationship with him. And the reality is you can know Jesus simply through a prayer. You just call to God that you need him. You cry out for salvation. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of God. He came here 2,000 years ago, died on the cross because he loves you. He wants a relationship with you, and he proved it on the cross. It was the love for you that held him there. The Bible says this, if you confess in the mouth of the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, will be saved. And today, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you just simply got to cry out to him and say, I believe in you. I can pray to you that you love me, you died for me, and I want to surrender my life to you. In this moment, God may be speaking to you, maybe speaking to somebody else today, that maybe one day God ordained to put together. And so today, I believe that God is calling you home. If you do not know Jesus, he is speaking to you in this moment. And so it's at you today, with anybody looking around, you say, you know what, I need Jesus. I, I don't just need him in my marriage, I need him in my life today. If that's you, just put your hand high and say, I need Jesus today. Come up with a hand up if that's you. Say, I need Jesus. Maybe online if that's you. I encourage you to pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus. Thanks for dying across for me. God, I love you. God, I see what you've done behind the scenes. God, you've orchestrated all these events. You've ordained every moment for the moment for this for me so I can know you. God, I want to follow you. I want Jesus at the center of my life, center of my marriage, and all for him, always, only Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it for God's doing today. Come on, let them know you love him. Come on. Hey, and if that's you and you've made that decision today or maybe over the past several weeks or months and you're like, I just want somebody to know about what God's doing in my life. I want to share that. We have a place you can actually take your phone and text RL next to 97,000. It's going to connect you to some resources on our website, but it has a place where you can share your story, submit a form. Somebody from our team will reach out to you. We would love nothing more than to connect with you because God didn't design us to do life alone. And when you're starting that journey with Jesus, there's nothing more powerful when I look back at my 
my own story, to the people that I was walking alongside as I was learning about Jesus, as I was connecting. And so please do that if you have started a relationship with Jesus. And if you're joining with us here in person, we actually have a gift for you. Um, It's a free Bible. It's in the red bags on the way out the door. Grab one of those. It's got that in there, um, the Bible, and also some connection to our website to help you on your journey with Jesus as you are following him. And maybe today you're like, you know what? I need for myself to be Christ-centered. I need to take a minute to refocus, reprioritize. And I can tell you that one of the best ways to do that is to unplug from the world and to plug into what God is doing around the world. And I can look back at the times when I've stepped out of my comfort zone to see what God is doing around the world in a different context. And there's nothing more challenging than to see what he's doing in the lives of believers across the world to remind me just how big God is, how small I am, and how important it is that I get to be a part of his story of what he's doing. And so we are getting ready to buy some plane tickets later this week, but you have not missed out. There is a chance to join us in Columbia. If you're thinking about it, come with your spouse, unplug together and come and take a week to say, you know what, God, we're open to whatever you have. Um, and we want to do that together and serve you together. It's a really cool opportunity. Sean and I are going to go together. First time we've been on a mission trip together in more than a decade, and we're super excited. And so we would love for you to be on that trip with us. Um, and the next thing is this, as our life groups are launching today, they're starting this week, there is something for everybody. But I want to give a really specific challenge based on what Sean said today. And if you're looking for a way to have some Christ-centered relationships, that starts, just like he said, by modeling that behavior. And so if you're in a place where you're like, you know what, our marriage is kind of so-so, or I'm looking to have a marriage that's centered on Jesus, getting in a life group with somebody whose life looks like the life you want to have is the number one way that you are going to grow yourself spiritually. So you stop and you look at those life group things and take a step beyond what looks fun or who do I know. But I would challenge you to say, whose life do I want to look like? Who's been married for 25 years like Barry and Christy that I can say, I want my life to be like them. (laughs) You know, Holly and Drew serve together every week. Man, I want my marriage to be like them. I can be in their group. The Germains have been married, have raised these incredible kids. I want to get around those kind of people to see what God can do in my life when I am modeling that together as a couple. And so get on there. There is a ton of groups for everybody, not just marriage groups, not just couple groups, something for everybody truly. But the relationship of the people that you're connected with here is how you are going to get Christ at the center of your life. Have people in your life who care about you and are connected to the Word of God. So get in a life group. And lastly is this. If you're new with us today, thank you for being here. This worship gathering is our gift to you. We hope you were inspired. Um, We hope that you saw God and that He loves and cares for you. And if you call Real Life Home, there's three ways that you can get connected to generosity. You can make a difference by giving money here. You're making life groups happen. You're helping life change. You're offering free counseling sessions to people who need help. And that's because of your generosity. And you can do that by going to reallifechurchkc.com. Click give. You can text any amount to 84321. It's super easy to do. Or we have a giving box in the back with cash or check if that's easier for you. And so I want you to see an update on one way that your generosity is making a difference here at Real Life. Hey, Real Life, I have a huge update for you. As you can see behind me, I'm at the Real Life Hope Center, and guess what? All of the steel is up. Man, I want to say a huge thank you to all the Dream Teamers that came out here and served and put in studs and cut metal and put this together. Can we give it up for all of the Dream Teamers that made a difference and put this together? Come on, give them a big hand. Come on. 
Hey guys, check this out and I'll give you a little tour a little bit. As you can see behind me, this has been a ton of work, but it's been paying off. And I want to encourage you before I show you everything that we did not just build walls, we built hope that God's going to use this place in the future. This is why we're doing this. As I'm standing here behind me, you can see this is our conference room. It's a larger room used for board meetings, used for life groups, used for counseling. It's a great place to meet and uh, get people encouraged and a place um, where God's going to use in the future to see life change. And over here is office space. It's kind of a community office. There's three spaces to meet in there. Uh, we got bathrooms, utility, all sorts of fun stuff. And over here, you'll see two rooms on the bottom. That is our life group rooms. And these life group rooms are all about life change, a place for young people or teenagers to get connected to adults that just love them and love Jesus. Also a place for counselors to meet all throughout the week and see people's lives change. Up top on both spaces, uh, that's our storage space. This is a place where we can take the stuff out of all of our houses <laughs> and put it here in a system to be used for events and different things all throughout the year. In the main room, obviously, this is a place where we're gonna have a stage, we're gonna have youth kids come in, a place for equipping huddles and making a difference. Uh, I wanna tell you guys a few important things. Number one is this, continue to pray for this project. Uh, it is a ton of work and the team that's been doing it is absolutely incredible, but pray for strength, pray for safety. Uh, also pray for, for funding. We are super close to fully funding this project. Uh, we got a little bit of gap to go, so I'd encourage you just to ask God and say, hey, if I, can I play a bigger part of the story that God is writing here? Uh, this is a place of the future uh, for years and years to come where life change is gonna happen. And as you can see, we're still a few months out from really having this project really close to buttoned up. Uh, but this is a huge milestone. I'm super grateful for all of you who have given, who've prayed, who've served, and I'm excited to see what God's gonna do next. And I encourage you, if you wanna come out and help, we're here basically every Tuesday night, uh, Saturday, just let me or Josh know, we'll get you on a list and uh, get you plugged into what God is doing. Hey, love you guys, thank you so much for what you're doing. This is the Hope Center. Man, isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome to see those walls going up? Man, it has been an awesome time just to watch the teams get together and work out there. If you guys haven't had a chance to, to come out and serve, it, we, anybody that has any talent at all, if you have a breath in your lungs, we would love to have you out there. It's just an awesome time just hanging out with people. And then on top of that, you get to build this space where hope is coming in this community. So it's so cool to do that. Hey, uh, on your way out, do not forget to check out the Life Group board. We would love to hear your story, hang out with us, and again, the best thing about this is these life group leaders have been praying for you. So if you haven't signed up, man, people people have been praying for you. We would love to have you join one. There is a spot for you. Uh, if you guys need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We'd love to pray with you. Can't wait to see you guys again next week at 930 and 11. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. See you next week.